You are listening to show 279 of These Amazing Places for the week of June 23rd, 2014. Welcome back, everybody, on this week's show. We're going to have a little bit of a different show here. What it's going to uh, contain is uh, impressions uh, that Adam and me and then uh, that Cameron and me had of the preview for Diagon Alley. We're also going to hit up on uh, the opening of the Cabana Bay and uh, wrap up some other uh, general information about Universal Studios. So enjoy and we'll be back with you again next week. everybody welcome back on this week's show uh, we're going to start out here with a little talk about universal and the things that have gone on there at Diagon alley uh, we're going to start out with adam and myself and then we're going to finish this thing off with uh, myself and cameron going to get perspectives from adam and what he thought about what he's seen over uh the preview opening of uh of Diagon alley and then we'll of course do some of that same discussion with cameron so how you doing adam Pretty good. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We're glad to be here. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to kick this thing off. Uh, even though I said we we're going to start off with uh, Diagon Alley, we're going to get some of the other information out there uh, about what's going on in Universal before we get into Diagon. First thing is uh, Cabana Bay Beach Resort. Phase 2 is opened. It opened on June the 16th. What that includes is an additional, I think it's 800, 900 rooms. And uh, the Lazy River has opened now. And That's what I was so, going to ask. Phase two was the Lazy River. Yes. So hopefully. And so there's there video cool. out there. There's a lot of people have put up video. I think uh, Inside the Magic's put up video of actually even riding on the Lazy River. Now, cool. when you when you go to the Lazy River, it looks you know it looks simple and comfortable. It looks very nice. Going to be open until 10 o'clock, so you can go and float around. The thing is, is if you want to float, not swim in the Lazy River, you got to pay extra for the. Uh, uh, for the inner tube or whatever you want to yep. call it for the flotation device so just keep that in mind uh, I yep. think it's about 6 bucks to rent the thing uh, and I'm sure there's a certain amount of time on that but I, I haven't seen it the place looks gorgeous they've opened there wasn't another restaurant that opened with that side so I think they opened another lounge or something like that on, on that end uh, I guess the Beach Boys showed up <laughs> and they helped uh, open the place up so anyway <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, fits the theme, so yeah. yeah. All right, next, uh, let's see here. What we've got is AP rates have gone up. That's annual pass holder rates have gone up for uh, for the Universal Parks. So I'm just going to give you the rate that I paid and what my pass is, and then you guys can go and look the rest of these rates up and decide what's best for you. We've already gone through, I think with Cameron and myself, we went through uh, uh, what rates were before. The amenities haven't changed, so it's just the rates have gone up a little bit. So I have a power pass. Uh, if you're interested in that, the price used to be $199. It's now $214 plus tax. It used to be $199 plus tax. You can uh, uh, purchase that thing online. Uh, you can purchase it in a lot of different ways if you want. Uh, what the power pass gives you 
is unlimited uh, visits to the park, except for there are a lot of blackout dates. Most of those blackout dates are going to happen over the hot summer months. And so just remember that if you're planning on taking a uh, summer vacation there, then you would probably want to go to the, uh, uh, I think it's the Premier Pass, which is the next one up. Uh, that's about 279 That one will get you in without any blackout dates. It gets you discounts on on uh, food. Uh, gets you discounts, not even discounts, but free parking after your first visit. So, and that can save you quite a bit. Uh, it hey, also, before, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, before you go to the next one, you you may have texted me and you maybe I'm putting you on the spot. Didn't you say you saved percentage of money already? That's what I was by just having the say. AP? Yeah. yeah okay. Having, cool. Okay. So by by having a two hundred dollar AP, uh, um, I saved eighty dollars on two nights at the cabana. Awesome. And so technically, uh, that's almost you know half the price of the AP. And they were great about it. I called them, and uh, said to them, "Hey, you know, now that I've booked this, I have an annual pass." And can you tell me, is there an annual pass discount? And the guy came back immediately and blew me away with the amount of money that he saved and was more than happy to do it. And so it made my day, and I think it made his too with my reaction. Cool. Uh, especially at midnight, which is what time I had talked to them. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you know how the days go. You just kind of have to pick the time that you can and get things done. So anyway, uh, yeah, just keep that in mind. Uh, since you're going to have to, or you're going to want to, I would think, buy a two-park pass, a two-park ticket anyway, if you're going into these parks. Uh, right now, a two-park ticket, I think a three-day two-park ticket is around almost $200. And so, why wouldn't you just go ahead and buy the annual pass at 200 a little more, and then you'll save tons of money off of just your discount on your room. And the room rates, I mean, discounts, also are there for the deluxe but it's a portofino hard rock you can use it at those places also and the discount rates are huge so i guess cool. the more money you spend on the room the more money you'll save too at the same time yep okay next thing city walk they have new restaurants opening in city walk uh first one that is it is opened i believe now it's called vivo it's an italian restaurant uh i've heard great reviews about this place in fact everybody that I've listened to that went to it at the preview said that the food was amazing. And so not one single bad review that I heard from anybody who went to it. So that might be the place to go check out and eat for dinner or for lunch while you're there. I, I, would <laughs> I was going to say, do they, do they have breakfast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they don't open no. so that you can get it. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> no, it's an internal anyway. joke. I think we've spoken about it. The yeah. fact that we were looking for breakfast. Um, I have been paying attention a little bit of that. I think they're really redoing City Walk like crazy. Yeah. So um, it's it's been you know rehashed sort of like the whole downtown Disney thing. It's another competition thing, Universal and all that. So. Okay, and the next place that they opened was the Hot Dog Hall of Fame, and what that is is they serve uh, famous hot dogs from baseball parks all over the country. And so if you've been awesome. to Chicago and you want a Chicago dog, then you can get one there. And so, yeah, and once again, the reviews, the food was really good. And it's not just hot dogs. You can get uh, kielbasa. You can get stuff like that, too. So, like Fenway Park from Boston? Yes, you like, could seriously? go and you could get a dog oh. for, that you would normally get at Fenway. Yep. That's not that I've been there, but, I mean, my, my brother lives there, and I know that basically 
I've eaten across the restaurant across from that place and and food there it's just that atmosphere that's cool that's yeah. pretty cool so so and a couple of them that aren't open yet but they're they're getting set to they'll probably be open during the summer uh, is I believe it's called bread box I didn't look this one up absolutely but I'm pretty sure it's called bread box and it's a sandwich kind of joint that you can go into and get food uh, the next one it's funny I'm looking at my note here and it says codfish and it's actually not it's called cowfish and so what it is is a mixture of you can get seafood you can get uh, beef hamburgers you can get that kind of stuff and you can do odd mixtures of things in between so interesting yeah it's uh, uh, so that yeah as you said they have a lot of new and really cool stuff coming to the city walk and I, I admire them for that because uh, that's a that's a risk for them that somebody is going to actually come outside the park during the daytime and uh, and actually eat instead of just eating in the parks. Yep. Another place too that they've also opened there is called Anahitos, which is a Mexican food place, and the reviews I've heard about it were really good. So, anyway, go check those out when you're in the parks. So, okay, let's get on to the uh, meat of the subject here, and that's oh the Alley. big stuff. Yes. Uh, Diagon Alley itself, in case anybody has not heard, will be open July 8th. And so they just did a preview of it. And so we, of course, have checked out everything that uh, a lot of media members went in and did during the preview. And uh, so I just wanted to get kind of what stood out to you, Adam, some of the things that you've been able to see. And then I'll, I'll come back around and we'll do the same thing with, uh, with Cameron. Okay, yeah, I guess the biggest thing is... Um... Well, I mean, the attention to detail seems to be pretty good. I think the difference, we already knew the attention to detail from the original uh, Hogwarts and Hogsmeade area and uh, Islands of Adventure, that their attention to detail was great. Um, but I think this one is just bigger. It just It's hard to tell as they show footage, you know, because you're not really there. But I think it's big. You know, you're just going to be able to tell when you're there. It's bigger, and when I mean bigger, it's taller. It's you know, it is long, much longer. It just looks more immersive too because of how tall the buildings yes. are around you. Yes. Well, even like I was thinking, I was watching the Hogwarts uh, Express train, and my first thought, you know, that I know they didn't have the switchbacks out, but I could tell right away. I'm like, okay, how many people is this going to like put in the switchbacks? Did you but see the other, that? Okay, yeah, two and a half miles of switchbacks when oh, all, yeah. when everything is open. Yeah, that's crazy, just ridiculous. Um, but the other thing is like, as you walked in the train station, you looked up and it's like, wow, this is big. Like this is a big train station. It looks big, you know. Um, and I'm on a video. I'm sure it looks awesome in person. So, um, anything from that to the queue of of Gringotts, the the Gringotts bank ride, which I never got any video of Inside the Ride. I really wanted to get that. But I I'm saw not sure. just barely some. Uh, it looks amazing. Uh, the cavern kind of areas, the rock cutouts and everything from where yeah. you're riding down into it looked fantastic. But, okay. of course, the ride broke down a couple times. And so uh, anybody ah. who was trying to do any kind of video, they had really asked for people not to do video. And so uh, I think most people honored that and did not do it, I did see one little piece of video come out. Actually, I have to be honest with you, though. The person didn't really film the ride. Uh, the ride was broken down, and the working lights were on, and they took a quick shot of that. 
Okay. And so they didn't yeah. really film the ride. They just, but you could get a. It was amazing, just the glimpse of the rock work and everything around them and what they were heading sure. down into was cool. Cool. Uh, um, yeah, but that's pretty much my basics. And I noticed that a lot of the hidden stuff they didn't let, they didn't reveal to you on the webcast. Like, um, they didn't reveal you walking through from London to the, you know, that portal, the so right. to speak Where portal. The they wall. did. Yeah. Yeah, they did show people walking through the wall, but they showed you already in um, Diagon Alley. Showed them walking through, so it was like a, a weird corner turn thing yeah. which it looks like it's big enough to hold the people that enough people to walk through there but the way they're designing it is supposed to be really cool so uh, other than that you know july 8th i i'm glad it's announced but it's uh, it's kind of weird i guess i feel like they're probably delaying it so that they can get more people to come next summer too or well, something that, i don't know would you really so. want to open it for july the 4th i mean honestly you're just oh, yeah. killing your your workers, your cast members, whatever they want to call them there, by sure. opening on July the 4th. Um, obviously, by the fact that the ride broke down several times, the Gringo Throat ride broke down several times at the preview, says that they're still struggling to get this thing up and running. And so I don't think you want to do that to your cast members, have them struggling the whole time with the thing breaking down. So Yeah, um, maybe it, it might be like, because remember how we were there in September and with... Uh, Forbidden Journey and Forbidden Journey was still breaking down in the yeah. morning. You know, it's like you know, I'd been through the whole summer and they had just opened it. It's like, man. And now you know, know what? So maybe to, they're just trying to avoid that. I did hear um, a couple of guys on the Diz talking Diz Universal show talking about how one of the guys could not ride the attraction because why? It, and he's he's a pretty big guy, but he he said that it wasn't that his stomach he couldn't get in. It was his calves. They wouldn't fit into this area that holds your legs in place. Weird. And huh. so he did say there were test vehicles out there, and that's how he figured all out immediately he wasn't going to be able to uh, fit into the attraction. But he said it was still worth just going in and seeing the queue and doing all of that stuff. So he's definitely said, don't miss any of that. Yeah. Interesting. It's... Huh. Well, in the, in the, yeah, I was surprised by that, too. And now what? they might retrofit things and get things worked out before uh, the actual opening date, now that they know that's become a problem. Because there were several well, people that they heard that they saw having that same problem. I found it find it odd that of all things that don't fit, your legs I don't know. fit you know, I know. On, on a roller. Uh, so it's weird. I mean, I can... Okay. Tall guy here. Space Mountain. Yeah, I can understand, but it's Space Mountain. You're in, like, this crammed-in pilot car you know whatever like a log ride or whatever but this is a roller coaster car like the mummy i mean it's come on like huh yeah weird you know that's what i said and they even seem somewhat surprised by it there is a purpose in it and why they need to hold your legs still and that's right near the beginning of the ride how they they kind of turn you not completely on your face but they do turn you downward face downward and they hold you in that position for quite some time and so oh. they need to be able to hold your legs in place. Didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. And so those guys gave that information, amongst a lot of other things. Um, but that was just something that stood out to me. I thought, oh, probably a lot of people need to hear that ahead of time. Yes. And so yes. I am sure. Wow. I mean, you have to remember this was a preview event. And so there's probably a lot of things that they're just not completely ready for. That's why they're sure. bringing these guys in there and letting them ride this thing to see, okay, how are our cast members going to do as far as making this thing run? 
what's our load times going to be like, what's the issues we're going to have with people getting into the attraction. All of that stuff gets answered, you know, by just letting them ride it. So, yeah. Anyway, okay. So, do you have anything else that kind of that you saw that kind of stood out to you, or? Um, no. I mean, I think it's going to be extremely popular. So, don't go this summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and stay away from the parks by all means too in September. Yes, <laughs> because we want to capture it. And, right. Well, you guys want to capture it, and you're capturing it for us. But right. yeah, I don't want you to have to be you know drained because you're waiting in line at 4 a.m because that's the only place to get in but yeah and i'll tell you some of the best video that i've seen out there for anybody who's looking for video and wants to see this uh inside the magic's put in a pretty good walkthrough video that takes you through Diagon alley through nocturne alley through carpet market uh and you can get a chance to see that the best uh hogwarts express video if you want to see that i've seen has been from uh, big fat panda Okay. And yeah, he did a great job of doing a pan kind of back and forth between the effects that are happening on the window and the effects that are happening on this kind of screen area that's next to you when you're sitting in your ride car. I have to. I should say this: if you missed the webcast, uh, it's out there. You can watch it. It's on. I think it's on YouTube. But if you, I forget the link, but if you go to, I found it on Universal's blog. Uh, blog.universalorlando.com at the top it says did you miss the webcast click here and you click there and it will go to the three videos that they had webcasted and you can watch them again so I didn't watch the red carpet I watched some of the red carpet live but that's the only one I watched the other two are more like short videos but those two are quick and easy to watch and one of those is Hogwarts Express with the two um, the twins I forget their names uh, the Weasley, t- Weasley twins, right? The Weasley twins, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's the actors themselves just being themselves. Well, my um, my and... first impression that I got out of this all was to check this out as much as you can before you go there, because I just feel like it'll be complete information overload on anybody visually. It could be an overload on anybody just walking into it. And so yes. I think if you see some of it, a lot of it ahead of time, get a good idea of what you want to do, where you want to be, things like that. Uh, I think it'll help people a lot. And I know people are always afraid of spoilers, but some of this I think you really want to spoil uh, so that you, you're you prepared for what you're about to walk into. And honestly, even the media people that have walked into this have said it was it was stunning. So Yeah. yeah. And I know how cool. I get when I walk into something like that. I just can freeze yeah. like a deer in the headlights. So. Well, right. yeah, and, and it may not be... I'm wondering how many people are going to walk through Diagon Alley expecting to get on Hogwarts Express. Right, right. You know, it's you can't get on it there. you got to go out around, you know. Well, and the so, rumor is, is that they may only let you ride one direction. Ride the train oh. one direction for the first so many months that this place is open. And so huh. you may have to go two days if you want to ride the train both ways. Well, then I was just going to ask if how they're tracking that. So they must... Do that's, it by ticket. That's what I'm that hearing point. right now. That the strong rumor is is that if you want to ride it both directions, that you better have a two-day pass. And it's because they're not going to allow you even to take it both ways in one day. We'll see. I mean, that could just hmm. be one of those things that's floating out there now. But if it does come true, you just want to know that ahead of time. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds like uh, what I've got for Adam and myself and... Uh, so then we're going to turn it over to, once again, myself, 
and Cameron, and we'll see what Cameron's impressions were on everything that he's seen. So thanks a lot, Adam. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, everybody, welcome back again, and this is the uh, Cameron portion of uh, the Diagon Alley talk. So first we add Adam, and uh, now we're going to find out what Cameron's impressions have been. I kind of split things up this way so that we could get the impressions separate from each one of them as to what they noticed. Everybody always has their own little nuances and things that they notice that other people may not. So I thought let's get a separate idea without each one of them kind of hearing uh, what they thought and what they saw. So, Cameron, how you doing? I'm pretty good. How you doing? Great, great. All right, let's do some Diagon Alley here. Let's do it. Uh, so tell me, Cameron, right off the bat here, uh, just run through a couple of the things that really stood out to you. Oh, just the kind of the immersiveness of it and just like hearing everybody from the media event just saying how how just great it is and everything. And it's, it's really cool because you see the pictures coming from that area and they don't look like real pictures. They look like like a painting or like a concept drawing, they, it just looks unreal. It did like almost look, it did almost look animated in some some way. Some of the pictures. Yeah, I had to like I showed like I saved one to my phone and showed it to people. Like, oh, is that a picture? Is it a real picture? Yeah, it is. It's a real place, and that's what's kind of cool. They captured fantasy really well at this place. And I heard a guy talking today. He was on the Diz talking about he actually used a zoom lens and zoomed way in on the the dragon up on top of Gringotts and how detailed the painting was uh, on the uh, on the dragon itself yeah so. i saw that too that he has like kind of scars to where like the chain was at his neck and it has like scars on his neck and like the injuries and like holes and holes what yeah. was right well the dramatic part was seeing that giant wing go down the side of the building it was just the composition of it was just perfect that's cool yeah, it made it really dramatic. It's just like, and to have it in your face, kind of, it's really good, neat. I suggest everybody go look at a photo of it, or if you want to wait till you're there, then wait till you're there, because I'm sure it's just as good, or like even better in person than it is in all these pictures we're seeing. Okay. And I can't wait yeah. to get out there. There's a ton of pictures and video out there right now, so um, if anybody wants to jump out there, you can find everything and anything that you want to see on it. Um, there will be more uh, nighttime video and stuff that's going to come out, I guess, on at the media preview. They did not allow hardly anybody to film at night. Uh, I think the Inside the Magic did do some filming at night. Well, they said um, they were only allowed to use their cell phones. Right. Yeah, because like, nobody used like, you know, a DSLR camera or like a good video camera. But we're going to be doing the same thing with our phones in there, too. Yeah. So it's going to be... Well, we're going to actually capture... This is something that we have not said either. We're going to actually be capturing everything in 4K. And so this will be, uh, uh, space-wise, it's going to be tricky for Cameron and I to be able to pull this yes. one off. But I think we're prepared. We're going to be taking a lot of external drives and uh, stuff like that so that we can get the best footage that is possible to be able to get. So with the camera in Cameron's uh, smooth hands, I shouldn't say smooth. <laughs> that sounds kind of uh, uh, not shaky hands. Let's put it that way. Right, and filming in 4K. Steady, steady should, hands. Yeah, They're there steady. we go, steady. Uh, doing that and filming in 4K, we ought to have some incredible stuff coming out of it. Yep. So. And there's so many details here, guys. I saw stuff of, like, there's a snake. There's a bunch of animals. There's a snake that speaks parcel tongue. Yeah, to, where did you, you look, see this? And 
Um, I don't remember. There were so many videos I saw because you know you watch YouTube videos and then yeah. it links to like, oh, if you like this, like so, this. So I just kept clicking on them, and then the snake actually talks parcel tongue. You know, the, if you watch the movies, Harry speaks parcel's tongue, and it's like, and he kind of talks to you. Was this part of the show? I think it was the window. It was in one of the windows. Oh, okay, gotcha. Right, because you remember the Hogsmeade windows? They didn't really do much. Right. These all do something. Yeah, they seems. all have something going on. And we right. should talk about the wands. Talk about the wands yet? No, these, I have not. These, so yeah, these, go ahead. Yep. Shoot these some. are happening now. The interactive wands. So we're going to be getting one of these and playing with it and taking video of it. Stuff and interactive and, wands. In case anybody hasn't heard, the price is what was forty four ninety nine. Was that it? Forty four. Right. Yeah, I was actually shocked. It was under fifty bucks. So that's actually pretty good. It's only. What nine dollars more than the regular wand was costing? Which is really great. Yeah, yeah I was shocked I by that because you and I both were thinking they were going to come in probably around sixty bucks. Yeah, I was even thinking as high as seventy-five because the technology behind it seems expensive. But I guess it's, they want to give us a treat because, like I said, it's under fifty bucks and it does something cool. What it does is, I guess they have signs on the ground. Is that what you saw? Yeah, you, saw you that stand one. on like a, it's uh, it's like a let's say like a metal plate that's kind of put on the ground. Right. You, you stand on that, and then you yeah you raise your wand and do whatever it tells you to do in that area. There are maps that you get. Kind of reminds you of the uh, deal that you can do there in the Magic Kingdom, uh, as far as you stand in a certain area. But now here, instead of holding up a card, you're using your wand to activate it. Uh, in fact, <laughs> it's funny. I've got a video running right now, and I just saw somebody using their wand pointing at the window. What I had heard uh, from a couple people that had tried it. Um, they had said that uh, they still have some tweaking to do with this because uh, it was it seemed to be uh, very touchy as to your height. Right, and you far. have to be precise. You have Correct. to be really precise. And I think it's actually too difficult. But right. what's funny is you can treat this kind of like how you know the world of Harry Potter treats it. So you have to learn... You have to learn the spell, and you have to flick your wand the correct way to get that spell right. exactly correct. That's how the school is, and I don't know. I kind of like that it's difficult, because yeah. that makes you kind of earn it. Well, I think that if there are issues like that, I mean, this is this is a media event. They're calibrating stuff. They still have a lot of stuff to work out. And so they've learned a lot just by having this many people coming through in a controlled fashion. And Right, this is this more stuff. or less their soft opening, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, now they're going to, but they have tons of data, I'm sure, just from this. And so now they can right. see, okay, this is what's going on. I believe that they'll do soft openings here, I bet you, within a week of the shops and things well, like that. Well, it's opening really soon. It's yeah. like, it's. What, it's July opening. 8th is the opening date that right. they've given? It's like two weeks, less so than So you weeks. could actually see, we're recording this on the, on the 21st. Uh, you could see them actually doing soft openings, I even think, next week. Right. Just, I, then, I, then there is stuff they need to work on. I don't think anybody should panic because right. if anybody heard the Green Guts ride did go down, but you know that happens. They're calibrating the ride. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah you know what's weird is because it went down and I think it came back up because didn't Brigani actually get on it? Yeah. Um, a couple a of, after it after it shut down, right? right? And the guys from the Diz, the same thing. Uh, it went okay. down and then they came back around and got on it again and it ran fine the second time through. Yeah, now, and we saw um, some pictures of these caverns and these. Set I will pieces. pick up and yeah. tell you, and I'll say it again, just in case somebody didn't pick it up on the first show. I heard, right. listened to the guys from the Diz, uh, their Universal show. That one of the guys could not ride. Uh, he got on the really? test. He got on the test car outside, uh -huh. and it was not his upper body that didn't fit. It was his calves. There's a thing what? that holds your calves in place, and that is because of part of the ride to where it turns you kind of somewhat face down and your calves your legs have to be held in place 
and he oh, right. You know the uh, right. Doesn't the other right kind of do that the opposite way? It flips yeah. you over your head backward. Yeah. Right. And so he couldn't fit his calves into the thing. Wow, that's now, weird. Now I think once again <laughs> it's one of those things where they're gonna they'll retro it. They're gonna work it backwards and get things worked out. Um, I mean, this is literally could be the first really good runs that they've had on the thing with multiple people coming in and doing things. So I really believe they'll have this worked out. Oh, yeah, it'll be fine. Um, okay, so anything else that you've seen that kind of really stood out to you that you wanted to talk about? Um, just the the kind of, what is it, the Green Guts ride, the lobby to the Green Guts oh, ride man. was yeah. just amazing. And then you know what I thought? Because we've always seen it kind of clear and stuff, and I thought what they were going to do is put switchbacks and it was just going to be part of the line. Yeah. What it appears they do is they just let a group of you in to that part, so there's no switchbacks. You can just go in there. I think it's like a holding pattern yep. area, kind and so of they, similar. And they you know how um, 20, 30 Ellen, people at a time right. they get into there. Right, but you know how Ellen's Energy Crisis does it like with groups? Yeah. I yep. think it's like that. Yeah, so, like, you can right. actually walk around there, and you know what I think? I think there's actually face characters there along with the goblins, and everything there just looks so real. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, amazing, yeah. marble floors and columns, and, and I think we were pretty much right, too, that after you clear where the main goblin is at the end, and you walk right. around him, uh, at some point you're going into the um, elevator. Yeah, and that was a huge bonus. I did yes. not expect that well, no, I, mean, I don't think anybody did um, actually the guys i listened to the guys at the diz and uh, i'm gonna reference them quite a bit because they've they've been on it all and talked in uh, quite a bit about what they saw and what they wrote and the one guy said that the elevator was as much a ride as anything and i was so much wanting to hear that because i just think of being a kid and being on the hydrolators in epcot and yeah. how much to me that was just one of the most amazing things ever it was too and this is like hydrolators you know, yeah, 2.0 or yes, something. Exactly. They said yeah. it like shakes and it feels like you're going depths into the depths of the, the bank, you know? Yep. And they're using multiple screens and stuff like that to, uh, uh, at the top of the elevators to show rock work and stuff moving by as you're going deeper. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, it just sounds incredible. It just sounds like there's many attractions within this attraction. It's not just a ride. People think, you know, we wouldn't, do we want to explain that it's not really like a roller coaster or? Um, right. Well, yeah, okay. we can go into that a little bit from what I've heard others talk about. Because uh, yeah, I don't know what you've heard because you, you just well, tell me. I, I, really, the main guys that I listened to uh, about this were the two guys at the Diz uh, Universal. They talked about, okay, the one guy obviously couldn't get on it. He did say that it was also just worth it for him just to see the lobby and do the other stuff and not even be able to get on the ride. Wow. He said it was incredible. Don't skip it if you, don't, if you can't fit First of all, he said definitely try, try the test vehicle outside so you're not embarrassed getting in there and you can't get into the to the ride. They said a lot of the problems that night were not because uh, of the slowdowns, were not because of the ride breaking down, but because people did not try the test vehicle and they mm. couldn't get in, they couldn't fit into it. And so well. anyway, so he did say that though. Please, he said go in and do this anyway. See the queue, uh, see the see the lobby, see the elevator, do all this other stuff. And then just opt out of the ride because you obviously can't do it. Um, well, the one guy did say that as far as uh, he normally on Forbidden Journey and stuff like that never gets nauseated. But he did say right. that on this because it has this mix between roller coaster and screens. Kind of a mix between The Mummy and uh, Transformers, which I haven't been on. Um, right. But he said it did kind of make him a little nauseated. And there that was is a point unbelievable. Where, there's a point where it spins, too. 
and he wasn't wow. expecting that. So well, the thing is, Harry, uh, the no, if you haven't been on Forbidden, Forbidden Journey, that is really even I got nauseated after two times. I think it was three times in a row. The third time, I actually had to sit down and for a while because that I don't know. Wow, just hearing that just makes me curious as to what they do because. What I heard is it's not much of a roller coaster. But, like, I'm, these are people that go into roller coasters all the time, so I don't know if it's just them or whatever, you know? But, but like, I heard about the spinning thing, too, and that's... I, I can't even picture that. You know what I mean? Can you? Yeah, the spinning thing concerned me a little bit, so... Well, like, I, didn't, I can't even picture what they're describing in it, and no. that's what's interesting well, about this ride the, and the way people are describing it. It's like they said, you just have to go on it. He said it was the, the most technologically complicated attraction he's ever been on in his life. Yeah, that sounds amazing. You know, it's like, what do yeah. you mean? Well, especially when when they just said it was like these, just one, like being in multiple attractions between the lobby and seeing the goblins and then the yeah. elevators and then the, uh, we shouldn't miss out on the areas too where you see uh, uh, the Weasley talking, uh, Fred Weasley talking in an office to uh, one no, of the it's goblins. No, Bill, it's Bill Weasley. Bill Weasley. It's the guy okay. with the dragons. Because it has to do with the dragon, I think. Okay. And so yeah, you see this, so you get to see this, and there are effects that are happening in that. Yep. I mean, there's just amazing stuff going on all the way through this. And so it's yeah. not like you're just standing in a queue and waiting just to get on the ride, and that's it. No, they actually uh, they set this thing up really well all the way into the attraction itself. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll get we'll get video of it and show you guys if you want to see it. We yeah. can't. We can't wait to even get started now. Cause... Okay, so I did see, though, too, uh, the uh, uh, Eternals Elixir. Of refreshments. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, with the gilly water, and so technically water, it's right. really kind of cool because the gilly water is just you know it's just bottled water, but it's in, it's in a little bit more of a shape kind of bottle, shapely decorative kind of bottle, and it does say gilly water and a label on the outside of it. But it's just so it tastes water. like water. Is that what you're well, saying? It is just water. It's clear water. Really? Yeah, oh, see, I, mean, I would like that because I don't like all the sugary stuff. Right. So I can actually drink Well, then that. You, you're right, and then you go to this and you go to this stand, the Eternals Elixir with your bottle of water, your gilly water, and they sell you these vials. Really? And then the vial <laughs> it's like is, a potion? Like yeah, a it's potion a potion, yes. And That's so cool. then you take that and just pour it into your water, but then you can keep the vial. And the vial is, it's, uh, honestly, it's pretty cool looking. Uh, oh, man, just, is it, okay, I'm gonna have to, it's like a souvenir? Yeah, oh, definitely. Oh, you know I'm going to have that. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm going to have it. There are four different types <laughs> from what I heard. There are four different types, uh, something of euphoria, uh, potion of fire. I, I, I anyway. There. Are can you just? Things. Can you not use it, or do you oh, have yeah, to you use can, it? Right? No, no. You can just drink the water. Yeah, or like, is a potion like in a like a capsule where it can be transported? Yeah, or anything, it's just or? in a. Well, then if you're getting on an airplane, it depends on the amount and all that stuff. Oh, well, right. right. Well, we can take it. You always put on your check-in, or, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't ever check anything, so, oh, <laughs> so okay. I never even think about that. Um, oh, oh, you don't see everybody. I'm a souvenir guy, so souvenir people know you need that extra bag to check in. So, like, this is what we do, Doug, is you, we have our bag, right? But then we have an extra bag for all the souvenirs. So you always have to check a bag. See, here's what I would always think, too. Uh, maybe I'll just mail this stuff back. Yeah, uh, I yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, Anyways, I, we're getting back here. Yeah, uh, so anyway, yeah, the Elixir thing looked really cool. Yeah. Uh, the bank. Yeah, I didn't thing. see that, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool, and it's just a look like a little kiosk that's set out. 
in the middle well, of... Well, just little stuff like that makes it more immersive, it's having just, it. Yes. Potions, like real potions. We, and now I heard, too, I mean, literally, they said you can look up all four four stories of these buildings, and there, you can't find a place where it's not themed. Where it's yeah. not, it hasn't been themed. To believe you are where you're at. And that's on every building. Everywhere you look, you cannot see your way outside to figure out that, hey, I'm in a theme park. Or yeah, hey, I see a section of the roof or something up there that right. isn't. It's like you were, it's like you were transported. Yep, they didn't miss anything. That's awesome. And so, of course, then you got the Gringotts uh, bank notes that you can go in and purchase. Uh, from once again, there's an animatronic there. You can go in and purchase those. He interacts with you. You purchase them in ten or twenty dollar um, uh, denominations, and then you can spend one them of, anywhere in the parks. One of each. I'll take one of each. Yeah. So then you can spend those if you want anywhere in the parks. So. Anyway, uh, let's see here. I'm just trying to think of what other stuff. Let's, uh, let's talk about Hogwarts Express now. That's... Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so... Yeah, Did you talk about that yet? Go in? No, no. Go in and tell me what, what you thought about Hogwarts. Well, what, what was cool was it looks like they have some sort of... Um, I don't know if it's a mirror or whatever, but you can see people go through the wall and just go into the train station. Yeah, it's kind of like Did a frosted that? glass, isn't it? Is that Right. Okay. Well, right, you, but well, at the media event, I, there wasn't that many people in line, so people were stopping and running through it. But I think what you're going to see is people constantly going through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. I, yeah, through the wall is what you're talking right. about. Right, okay. exactly. And that's what it does in the movie. You just go through it. And once so, again, what side is that on? Uh, is it on the that, Hogsmeade That is side? actually, I think it's outside. No, that's on the Diagon Alley okay. side, but it's outside the actual entrance. Yeah, I saw it because there's like luggage carts. Right, you go into like King Cross Station. That's where you're going into. That's what the queue is. Okay. So the King Co King's Cross Station is technically outside of Diagon Alley. Okay. Right. So it keeps the crowds from being inside of Diagon Alley. Yeah, that's actually pretty smart because you don't you'd have a bottleneck at the entrance to Diagon Alley, but now you have two places for people to go. You know. And it looks really good. It looks like a real train station. Do you see the queue and oh, yeah. everything? Well, and you can see uh, where the trains are pulling in and pulling out. It's just right, and they have the stuff. places for the carts, and everybody's wearing like a train outfit like they're working there. And it looks like you're traveling. You well, know? and the like cool thing is, I mean, you know these stories well enough that as we film this stuff, we can do some of the narration videos of the film that we make, of the video that we make also. And oh, you yeah, can there's narrate. all sorts of jokes and in-jokes. There's references to, to J.K. Rowling in there. Oh really? Yeah, and yeah, you just every single window has something. Well, I mean, we'll take a bunch of pictures. And well, I just stuff. think too, we'll do a video with narration, and you can just kind of narrate the things to look for, uh, because yeah, I um, do not, I do not know the stories, and so it'll help a lot that you know them. Uh, yeah, I know I the stories back and forth, and I know the movies back and forth. <laughs> that's great. So that's great. You got an expert yeah. mind on it. Uh, okay, so let's see here. Uh, so other stuff I did notice. With the so when you're on the train on the yes uh, the, the the express itself uh, there's kind of the screen which is the window on one yes. side that you're looking at and then on the other side is like the frosted glass panel now that that really surprised me that was freaky. I did not expect that at all and it looks real like they do this thing where I I'm gonna just test say it the uh, Dementor actually comes in and like. He puts his hand on the window and puts the frost on the window, and it looks like he's right there. And then it's like you can Harry... see the imprint of his hand on the on the right, glass. Right, exactly. And then when Harry comes in and does the expecto patronus charm, 
and then it it brightens up and it and it's like they're actually there. It's well, not even like this two? flat projection. Like there was one part where one of them actually looked like they were looking through the frosted glass at you, and you could see their face against the yeah. glass. Like the closer they get to the door, you can see more of their face because that you know that's what happens when you really do something like that. Yeah, and you could almost really see their face like, there. Yeah, amazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know it would be on both sides. That's wow. You know. Yeah, and so instead of seeing like uh, windows on both sides of the train, you have a window on your side, which is a screen, and then you have the the uh, the frosted panel in the middle, which and it still looks like. I mean, you have. Uh, decorative lights and stuff that are within the compartment where you're sitting at. Uh, it looked like there might be four or six people to a compartment. It's mm -hmm. so well done. Yeah, I was just amazed. Uh, now I've heard a couple of people say four minute ride. I've heard a couple of other people say six minute ride. So uh, it looked to me like it was probably around four and a half to I don't know something like that. So um, yeah, I was amazed by the technology of that and getting on and off and how the doors open when you arrive at the station. The doors open and you're looking at the perfect view of the area that you've just come into. So everything is staged, themed, and set up perfectly for the for the person that's there, for us. Yep. Okay. I just, I mean, I can't wait just to get there because as amazing as it looks on video, it's going to look just that much more better in person. Okay, so now, uh, did you see anything on Nocturne Alley yet? No, so you've seen all the stuff. Yeah. I haven't seen that okay, yet. So I, I, I think the only thing I've seen so far was like the food. I don't know if you want to talk about food well, right now because I know. Yeah, we'll or... get back. Let's get back to food. Okay. I want to talk about uh, Nocturne and then Carcat Market, and then we'll go back to right. food. So Nocturne Alley is literally under a roof. It's all covered. So as you walk back into it, of course, all of the, um, all of the stonework and stuff becomes darker and, and like more sooty. Is what I should say, but as you're heading into it, if you look up above, you can see like the night sky, the clouds of the night sky, which blew me away. Uh, once again, it reminded me of the first time I went into Pirates of the Caribbean, and you look up and you see the night sky, and that is exactly how this looks. And it honestly, it looks at that point, you are sure that you're walking. Uh, through this small alley, this small town alley, at night. And here it is, I mean, broad daylight. You just came out of daylight. And here you are walking through this. Uh, the one store that's back in there, it seems like there are many stores and windows, but I think most of them are props. Uh, probably areas where you can do certain things with wands and stuff like that that will come up. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the one store that's back in there, but I'm not going to be able to remember it. So, Borgen and Burks. That's it. Borgen and Burks is yes. the one store, which is the dark arts, right? Yep. Okay. So that's back in there. You can get into that. Um, oh, I'd love to see that. Did it show the inside of the shop and all the yeah. gore inside? Yeah. Well, and there's, uh, yeah, there's of course, T-shirts and other stuff like that. They have, uh, like, a design shop with uh, that you can't go into, but you can look through the windows of it. And, of course, there's artwork doing weird things and stuff in there. They have, uh, like, a wanted poster. Uh, and yeah. with, that's running, and you can see movement in it, and it's actually looking looks like a, a gate, and it's going up a stairway uh, to another door, but you can't get through that area. Uh, it's amazing. So it's a lot of if you were out on the regular streets in the daylight, it's that, but it's at nighttime, and so it has this more, much more darker uh, side to it. Borgen and Burks is tight. It's, it looks tight when you walk into it. 
and it has animatronic things that are running on the inside of it. Uh, the store, though, is very just dark. Uh, so it's dark colored, dark painted, uh, dark and dirty kind of looking. Has really, and you, you will be able to make sense out of this more than I would. Of course, they have clothing items and stuff that you can purchase in there. But then they have just strange things. Uh, Probably the death, the death eater mask, right? Another yes, mask. Yeah, they, they do have that. Yep. They have the, they also have skulls and crystal skulls and stuff like that in there. Well, it's kind of like their, uh, you know, quote unquote haunted mansion stuff, you know. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Definitely. And so that is the only store that's in there at this point. Uh, I think probably just to go back into there is an experience of its own. And also, I didn't know it was covered. That's really neat yeah, to hear. I also like at a lot of points just be able to get out of the sunlight. And this will do it. Just by yep. heading back into this area, it'll definitely do it. Uh, the funny thing is, too, that I noticed even on the media preview, it seemed like most people didn't even notice that this was there. Because when you walk past the alley, it just looks like an opening that would go back into like a service entrance or something. But then if you look up on the wall, it actually says Nocturne Alley. There's a sign. But it's very small. And so it's very small and unassuming. And you could easily miss it. And I think a lot of people did. They missed it. And so we'll definitely be keeping an eye out for that. Yeah, that'd be great. I can't wait to do that. So Okay, so Nocturne Alley. Cool. Good stuff. Let's head... I just want to tell you a little bit about Carcat Market for anybody. Who yeah, I had no idea about this area you were talking about. So Carcat Market is all shops, stuff like that. But it's underneath of this huge glass roof that's kind of like this green kind of glass. But the cool thing about it is, is it's covered. And it's covered so that it doesn't really allow a lot of sunlight to come through. Um, but at the same time, I heard people talk about the air conditioning coming out of the shops and stuff in the area. And it actually helps to cool the area. So you're blocked from rain. And the area is cooled somewhat by the air conditioning coming out of the stores. So, once again, great place to just shop, hang out, do whatever, eat. Just do whatever you want to do at that point and be uh, in comfort while you're doing it. Well thought out. Just an extremely well thought out area. Um, if I was going to, you know, I, I don't know. I hate when I do this, but if I was going to compare something that I thought Disney should have done, I would have said, yeah, they should cover like Future World in this fashion at least areas of it, of putting a whole cover over top of it to make it look, of course, not, you know, 18th century, but uh, at least to fit that area of future world. Um, so, okay, so that's Carcat Market, of course, as I said, shops, stores, things like that to do. I'm trying to think now, uh, what else? What else is there, really? <laughs> I'm still seeing video here. I'm watching a video, actually, of going through did uh, you see the puppet show yet? I saw a little bit of that. I did see, yeah, some of that. Oh, yeah, I know what else, too. But, yeah, I saw some of that, the puppet show. There are a couple different live shows that go on. One is the Celestina. Yes. And it's singers, and so they sing and do their thing, and then there's the puppet show. Puppet show, by the way, they hold the puppets. reminded me a little bit of, um, of uh, oh, come on, an Animal Kingdom. Oh, the, uh, the Nemo show? Nemo, Nemo show, yeah, how they hold the puppets reminded me of that. Of course, it's you know much different, different. Yeah, you, know. you know what? I saw it in the daytime and it, and it looked okay. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't kind of expect it to look like that. I thought they'd be more hidden. But like, I wonder if it would look different at night. Maybe. Yeah. And a lot under of like some black light or something. But it was the puppets looked really neat. Yeah. Well, and then there's a whole other presentation too with the uh, uh, interactive night bus with the shrunken head, and so you have the conductor of the night bus. Um, 
he'll talk to groups of people. Now, is that like a photo op area too, where they have like a photographer? And yeah. Stuff? Well, I didn't notice a photographer at that point okay. that, that was around, but right. there's a whole kind of shtick, uh, you know, a, a thing that they go through with the conductor and the shrunken head. The shrunken head is part of the routine. He keeps oh, talking and he does just literally end to end punny jokes the whole time about that he yeah. has no body. Now, do they personalize it too? Kind of like how Crush they did with. Well, yeah, yeah, it would be somewhat like that. Yep. Okay. Cool. So, but yeah, it's it's played off really well. I thought. Looks like it'll be fun, especially if you have larger groups of people. The more people, probably the more fun it becomes, because <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try and video it. Just us two, though. Oh, so yeah. we'll see if we can make it good. <laughs> well, there'll be more people, I'm sure, when we're there. Well, I'll I'll have a wand with me, and I'm willing to act stupid, so we'll have something entertaining <laughs> up. So okay. Yeah, definitely we're going to film everything. Um, my plan is to make a spoiler section on our YouTube site at uh, youtube.com slash these amazing places. For anybody who does not want to see things that are spoilers, we'll try to break it out so you can see what you want to see but not be worried about you know seeing a spoiler. Um, spoilers to me aren't really spoilers. So uh, this place, I don't honestly, I think we can put it in crystal clear video and make it look very nice, but you're going to want it to see it firsthand to get the true idea of the smells and the sights and everything that's going on around you um yeah just the fact that there's four and five story buildings around you and you can't see out and around uh that right there on its own makes it incredible okay so uh you got anything else here that you can think of that you want to chat about that you saw I saw a little bit of the food. That looks pretty okay, neat. Yeah, so but I think we, I think we talked about the food before though. So don't well, worry. I don't know. Shoot past it. Like some of the things that you want to say. We um the bangers and mash just looks awesome. So that looks good. So you and actually did you see video of the food? Video I saw Al, I saw Al Roker kind of try and eat it. That was okay. kind of funny looking, but well, it just looked good. It just looked authentic. And they had like this this beef stew bread bowl thing, yeah. and they had shepherd's pie, that's and that, cottage that's lamb, pie, and lamb stew, and even like a fisherman's pie and yep. it's, it's and all of that awesome. is in leaky cauldron yeah uh, I did so that hear, looks yeah. cool too I saw the inside of that too that looks pretty neat yeah it does long yep. tables and stuff like that that's what I noticed and then there are these areas off to each side that are much darker where you can sit back into these oh that's cabins. what I was going to ask you I forgot to ask you in Nocturne Alley did they have face characters or anything I didn't see any face characters okay. I did see okay. like a witch walking right. around and so, and I'm sure with it being preview, they probably didn't pull out all the stops at this point. Right. So they'll build up on this, I'm sure. And I didn't see anybody doing any of the interactive wand things back in there. But it would be hard for me to believe, with all the windows and stuff that are in oh, there. Oh, right. That there won't be You know that um, they're having, um, they have in Hogsmeade that they have the interactive windows now. Oh, really? Oh, yes, yeah, I did yeah. hear that. Yeah. So they've added those to that area. Oh, uh, you know what, too? The Weasley shop. What do you know about this place? What's the deal with the Weasley? Fred? Is it Fred Weasley? Who is it that runs yes. the Weasley? Okay, so from what I understand, and you would know the full story, they kind of were run out of uh, Hogsmeade, and so they came to Diagon Alley and opened up a shop. Was it something like that? No, it's just they always had this entrepreneurial... In the books, Fred and George have this entrepreneurial... Um, what do you call it? spirit they have yeah the spirit they want to make jokes and stuff they're always they're kind of troublemakers and stuff so they're they're good at like you know the jokes and stuff so they kind of 
they build their own shop in Diagon Alley. But what's interesting is this this has to do with Hogsmeade has to do with like kind of the first half of the story, and then Diagon Alley seems to be like the second half of the Harry Potter books where it's darker and. They say I don't know if I should say this. Should I say like spoilers, like Harry Potter spoilers, or I don't uh, know. I, I mean, to the movie itself. Right. Yeah. Should I or well, I don't know. I don't one know. of. I, I guess. I mean, you can brush up against some of them, but. Well, the reason there's one brother is because one passes on in one okay. of the movies, so they're, they're twins. But okay. you'll see in the and kind of they the actors actually go to Diagon Alley. He says, "Well, I love my face up there." He didn't quite make it, so because his brother wasn't. In that's funny. So, yeah, but in the end of the story is that he has his store in Diagon Alley, and it's kind of the happy ending that he has. And, and that is so. the, I mean, that's the store that you see. And yep. it's got the animatronic on the outside where he raises his hat one time, and it's just his head and his hair, and he puts the hat down, and, and the animatronic is literally like five stories high. And it's yeah, I had a hard time seeing it, actually, in any of the videos because it was so high. Well, the second really time that he raises his hat then there's a rabbit on his head and uh, the best video i've seen of it was from uh big fat panda so he put out some pretty good stuff as far as videos uh anyway cool. so i did get that i just don't of course i don't know the stories that well i did see uh pictures of the inside of the weasley store and it was colorful really cool as usual just themed themed crazy uh, did remind me of um, Zonko's a little bit color-wise. Yes, and that's the thing is they, you know, they closed Zonko's right. and Hogsmeade, and I think they're gonna make it an extension of the Weasleys thing. It's now. actually it's an extension of uh, Honeydukes. They made it bigger. Oh, they did do yeah, that. More it's candy. completely closed off then. Yep. And now oh. the outside of it still looks like it's Zonko's. It's yes. still themed, but uh, when you get inside, it's all uh, Honeydukes. No, what's cool is I actually have pictures of Zonko's because we actually went there before it closed, like this year. That's cool. Oh, not this year. It's 2014. Well, and I didn't notice because I wondered, like, if the um, uh, streets would be cobblestone or whatever, and they are not. They're smooth, which is good. Now, because, you know, if I'm taking Connor through there in a wheelchair, oh, you know it's that. very, <laughs> very funny. difficult to try to get around. And you don't really want – I mean, some people just aren't always sure-footed. And if they get tired as the day goes on, as cool as that theming might look, you don't really want people tripping and falling over your streets. So, uh, and you, honestly, you don't really even notice it. Because of the colors and the dynamic of everything that's around you, it's just, it's just amazing. So, okay, well, I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty much what we have on what's going on there. Uh, I also mentioned, you know, some stuff about get that annual pass, um, since the the idea is is that you may have to have a two-day pass just to ride the train each direction it's going to pay you i still think to have that annual pass for a lot of people because by the time that you use you take the cost of the pass and you use it to get a discount on your hotel room you're going to save most of the cost of your annual pass just with that so uh do remember though uh that the uh power pass well, it has a lot of blackout dates, so you want to look at those. If you're planning on going during the summer months, you probably want to go up to the next pass, which I, I want to say is premium, but that might not be correct. Uh, anyway, so you want to go with that one. It's about 279 I think, is the new price for that. Uh, but if you get that, then um, um, you get parking for free after the first park, after your first time that you park in a garage. 
and you get discounts on food and also on your uh, lodging. So it can pay itself back pretty quickly. Um, plus, didn't you say too, Cameron, that the cost of a two-day or three-day ticket had gone up? Oh yeah, it'd gone up like kind of, I think 20, 30 bucks. Wasn't it almost a couple hundred bucks now? Yeah, well, I think it was like one seventy-five, and it went up to two hundred or something. Yeah, that's what I remember that we talked about that a little bit in you know, one of our chat sessions. So, okay, well, that is what we've got right now. Uh, July eighth, everybody, this thing opens. You probably don't want to find yourself near that park at that point unless you really no. uh, like to live on the edge. So, yeah. Anyway, um, we do have some friends that are going to be showing up there on the eighth. And so it should be interesting to hear the horror stories that come back from them. So anyway, uh, that's what Cameron and I have got for now. So we're going to sign off and uh, we'll talk to you all again next week. Goodbye. All right. Bye, everyone. Hey everybody, that wraps things up again for this week. Thanks for listening, as always. We appreciate so much uh, that you guys are out there and that you download the show and watch our YouTube videos each week. In case I haven't mentioned lately, get out there and subscribe to us if you have not already done so uh, on uh, YouTube at youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces. You can always follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash amazingplaces. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theseamazingplaces. And we'd love to hear from you. You can always email us at podcast podcast at theseamazingplaces. All right, that wraps things up for this week, everybody. Great to be with you again, and we'll be with you again next week. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the fun folks at theseamazingplaces.com. Thanks for listening.